Well, Lloyd Kennewell has done the job, hasn't he? Even if this horse doesn't win another race, I am unstoppable. He wasn't a hugely expensive purchase by any means. By I am invincible. Lloyd's had a fair bit to do with that sire, in particular with the Vidora, some seasons ago. So we're about to talk about this horse running in the Lightning on the weekend. He's a three-year-old. Well, three-year-olds won it the past two years. Philly last year, Cool and Gatter, the year before that home affairs. And then we have to go about way back to 2005 and uh, Fastnet Rock. But what's interesting about this this Black Caviar Lightning, what's going to lead down the straight? You know, Imperatriz um, probably be up there somewhere. Um, private eye sits, Spallanipatina normally sits, I'm unstoppable, I'll ask Lloyd, Cylinder's got speed, is it the leader? Espiona sits, the astrologist Ken shows speed, Rich Fortune normally sits, so Lloyd Kennewell is joining us, good morning Lloyd. Good morning Steve. I wonder where your horse will be fresh here in the running. Yeah look he's always a horse that likes to have a bit of cover and it runs his best races ridden like that so we'd presume that's how it'll play out again. You say that they probably, uh, no one sort of wants to lead, but I think they'll obviously be genuine enough speed to, to group one, that's for sure. Lloyd, it is a good story, isn't it? I was just saying, take us back to the sales there at Magic Million, 65,000. You know, I'm invincible from a gym crack winner, Satin Slipper. Yeah, he's got a massive pedigree, and he, um, he obviously had a little x-ray issue that we basically could live with, and um, our vet, Doc Lawler, was, was okay with it. Uh, just said that we sort of had to monitor him and, and make sure he stayed okay, and... He did in his early days. We looked after him, and um, it's quite interesting. He's got no issues at all, even on X-ray now. So he's clean as a whistle, and um, that was proven when Wooden bought him after for a uh, for a stallion purposes, which was great. So yeah. extremely happy. Yeah. When was that deal finalised with Wooden? Uh, post spring. So it was obviously after he ran second in the Group One. They tried to, well, a few people tried to purchase him prior to the Group One race that he ran second in, in the Coolmore, and um, obviously we uh, were keen to get a deal done after that and get some money off the table for everyone, because there was obviously some good offers around, and um, we felt that Widden was a really good fit, Ant Thompson's been great to deal with in his team, and um, looking forward to Saturday, that's for sure. I read an article, they're not quite sure where he ultimately stand, whether it be the Hunter or their Victorian property. Yeah, and that that'll obviously determine obviously be determined by what the horse does in his next few runs. You know, if he wins a Group One, you know exactly where he's standing. So it's just a matter of him hopefully getting it. New colours on the weekend? No, racing my colours. They wouldn't keep him in the colours, uh, which is fantastic. Lloyd, what's the expectation? Any trials obviously look good. And he actually zoomed past Imperatriz. I went past Imperatriz in a recent trial at Cranbourne. Trialed up very well. Uh, he's had a, a really good campaign. He's Obviously, a, a horse that's just come on with not a very big break uh, post spring, but I think it's actually done in the world of good. It's really turned him into a to a hard, strong three-year-old for the autumn, and um, we're under no illusions. He's got to take on probably the best sprinter in the world, just about in Imperatrice. But um, we're we're up for the battle, and hopefully, can run a, a super race on Saturday and. and make his value for, for win and stud. Mm. Lots been said about the trial. As I said, your guy just got past her late in it. What was your assessment watching that independently, that trial that day with I Am Unstoppable and Imperatriz? Probably best off asking me about my own horse, Steve, and I'm very, very happy with the way our horse trialled. I thought he was super. He's cool more run. He settled midfield in the big field that particular day behind Osmosis, who rolled on the speed. Yeah, Blake Shin thought he probably could have really pushed the winner if um, Cylinder, unfortunately, just didn't go like Cylinder that day. He stopped in front of him and he was following him in the run. He had to change course a couple of times to sort of get clear air and once he was out, he really attacked the line strongly. So 
Um, yeah, look, we, we feel that straight's very good for our horse, hence the reason we've targeted this in the new market, which ideally he drops to 50 kilos second up in the new market if he doesn't win Saturday. But if he wins Saturday, he'll probably get a five kilo penalty. Who's going to be able to ride at that sort of weight? Jamie's already been locked in. She's been locked in for about a month now for both races. And what does she normally ride around uh, where she doesn't have to push herself? Lloyd, do you know? I'd say I don't know, but when you throw her on, she's like throwing a feather on, so I'd say she'd ride it pretty comfortably. Yeah. And just back to that race, the Coolmore, I was looking at the sectionals, was very similar to the winner osmosis, but your horse actually ran the quickest last 200, the only horse to break 12, 11.99, last 200. Yeah, as, as I said, he just he got held up when he didn't want to be getting held up, and Blake was sort of just... Um, he was a bit stunned by the way Cylinder sort of stopped in front of him and um, and if it could have just taken us probably to the to the clock tower, he thinks that he would have been able to peel off and probably really be right in it. So we're uh, we're looking forward to Saturday's challenge. Last time he was on the fresh side, he ran around in the vein stakes, he ran third to Cylinder and he just wasn't the best away, but again, he was the sectional star that day on the fresh side, 1100. Yeah, he did everything but win that day, Steve. He uh, he come from last on the corner and really rattled home down the outside. He was strong and was terrific through the line. So he's uh, he's a good colt, and uh, we just need to get get one of these big ones away with him. Yeah, of course, even uh, second to uh, Archo Nacho, last prep, second up. That horse has gone to Hong Kong. It'll be interesting to follow his career now with uh, Jamie Richards, Archo Nacho. Yes, very much so. Mm. All right. So beyond the new market, what are, what are the plans, Witten and yourself? What, what have you discussed about how long you'll race on for? I unstoppable, Lloyd. Uh, basically, Witten are really good. They're sort of just letting us do what we want right now. We've obviously got these couple of races planned out for the autumn, and potentially maybe one more. Um, but we just want to get through the first two runs, and then we'll reassess after the new market with them. I just see that progeny too, Satin Slipper. There's a couple of young ones, I think, by the side King's Legacy. Yeah, I think so. I think so. They haven't. Yeah. Uh, so I think the the Bateman family are going to keep them to race it. From what right. I've been told. All right. Well, good luck. As I said, let's hope the three year olds make it a hat trick for your sake on the weekend. Would be fantastic, Steve. Thank you very much. All right. Now, I want to ask you about Wolfgang. Uh, what did you make of his Magic Millions Classic run behind Storm Boy? And what's the expectation fresh up on the weekend here, Wolfgang? Yeah, it was it was quite disappointing. Obviously, we we expected a really good run from him that day. Blake felt coming to the 600, he was going to run top three in the race for sure. Uh, got to the 400 and felt that the horse put an awkward stride in and really didn't travel through the gears properly. And he looked after him later, he eased him down. Thought there was something not right. Um, sort of had a lot of people go over the horse, to be honest, after the race. Um, he did get his legs stuck up in their barriers pre-race. And he'd never done anything like that before. We're just wondering whether he might have just sort of stretched himself the wrong way or just didn't do something right because um, we, we couldn't find a hell of a lot wrong with him after he had a fortnight off and um, he's bounced out of it nicely. Uh, we just want to see where he's at right now. Um, the team were keen to push on this campaign and we expect a good run in a talented. I think it's obviously a, the right sort of race for him. Uh, yeah, one question mark would be with me would be up the straight with him. I just felt that he didn't go that well up the straight at his first start, but uh, barrier one, he's got the rail to follow. Let's hope he can run well. Okay, and you just resorted to winkers over blinkers. Yeah, we just want to make a gear change from the basically from we put them on for the for the grand final, which was Magic Millions, and it didn't work. So we thought we'd better try something else. This horse in the last, if he gets covered up, can he be in the finish? Because both his runs at the coast during the Magic Millions Carnival were good, finding the line Meridius. Yeah, he was super. He had two runs in a week and arguably could have won nearly both of them with a bit of luck. Um, Thought he was super in both runs. 
He's obviously a horse that's got a lot of ability. He's always been a nice horse. He got beat sort of a length and a half in a cork of guineas, and um, he's won at Flemington. Um, and obviously, as a gelding now, I think he hasn't won a race as a gelding yet this prep. It's his first prep as a gelding, but I think he's been knocking on the door, and he's actually come through it really, really well. Like we've just basically, he's had a little freshen up, and he's uh, he's ready to go for Saturday. I think he'll run very well. Yeah, of course. Didn't they run along too in that last run at the coast that he ran thir- a second to Samana in that Magic Minions Cup? They were really running, weren't they, with Frosty Rocks? Yeah, hopefully that happens again. Like he's drawn drawn a gate to get a really good smother up and, and be strong late. And a winner over the coming days for yourself and Lucy. Is there something we can put our cash on? <laughs> hopefully tonight, Pure Paradise. She should be pretty hard to beat. She got beat arguably one of the better maidens in Australia at the moment. She got beat half a length in the three-year-old $3 million race on the coast and to be honest, if she had a bit of luck, she probably could have nearly won as well. She got a mile out of her ground and, and attacked the line. Terrific to be just beaten uh, and miss a place, unfortunately. But again, she picked up a couple hundred thousand in prize money for the week as well. She was terrific. Um, the race suits perfectly for tonight. Hopefully she can get the monkey off the back and get her maiden out of the way and and then on to the Future Stars final, hopefully. Yeah, that's outstanding form for a maiden, isn't it? A fourth to abounding and sovereign fund in the, the Guineas, beaten you know, just about a half length. And prior run behind Barassi, that was the fastest 1,100 we've seen at the Gold Coast in a while uh, when Barassi yeah. you know, smashed the clock. Absolutely. Yeah. What race is that hopefully tonight? I'll just check the tonight. price, Lloyd. Uh, I think she's race five, mate. Race five. Head, Let me just find it. Ten, I think. Yeah, I'll find it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Steve. Race six, number 11, $1.85. Thanks, Lloyd. Thanks, mate. Lloyd Kennewell uh, telling us about Pure Paradise, the chestnut filly there and wrapping up. Seven starts, four seconds. But, yeah, fourth in the Magic Minions, getting second prior to that, and uh, that Barassi was flying that day. Um, what time did he run? 101.80, the 1100. I think that was a, certainly the fastest 1100 we've seen on the new track anyway. Um, that's Barassi. So, anyway, that's Pure Paradise tonight, 6.11. But just with I Am Unstoppable, his form does look good, doesn't it? Uh, and all his runs certainly had merit last prep. Third, fresh up in the vein. He was a bit tardy out. He was last. He ran third to Cylinder. The quickest last 600 in that race, 33-1-6 and 200-11-1-6. And then he just wasn't the best away behind Archo Nacho, but then he ended up in a good spot. He wasn't beaten that fast. Second, that was second up. Then he ran second in the Danehill when he raced on speed. Stretton Angel just got past him late. And as Lloyd mentioned, the Coolmore run, he was smothered up, yeah, and he was following Cylinder, and Cylinder just didn't take him into the race, but he was very brave, and he actually finished right alongside Shinzo on the line. They hit the line together, but he beat Shinzo home by a very narrow margin, and as we mentioned, the fastest last 200. So it is a fascinating race, isn't it, uh, on the weekend? As I said, what do we do with Imperatriz? Do we just forget the trial? Um, I'm sure Private Eye um, is going to find the line, uh, even though it's 1,000 metres. Uh, he loves the... The Flemington course, um, Joe Pride saying he's flying. Um, Bella Nipotina can't be underestimated. Anyway, the prices, Imperatriz $1.90. Uh, I've got a feeling if you like her, you might get black figures. Private Eyes 5, Bella Nipotina six fifty. I am Unstoppable 750, Cylinder 950, Espiona 17, The Astrologist 34, and Rich Fortune having a throw at the stumps here at Wait for Age. Uh, Jerome Hunter, and it's 100 and $26. Just some of these other features on the weekend at Flemington. Let's go to race number six, the Vanity. Tab Vanity. Molly Nickers' favourite there, 340. Race seven, the C.S. Hayes. King Colorado, $3. Uh, Otago, 440. Riff Rocket, $7. As I said yesterday, it's the tricky with these races early in the, whether it be early in the spring. 
or early in the autumn. You've got horses that have got class and are highly rated, like your King Colorado's and Riff Rocker, but they're first up. Sorry, Riff Rocket's first up, King Colorado's second up. You've got Otago, who's progressive, but uh, may not have the class of some of these. Anyway, that's the C.S. Hayes. Uh, the Lightning we've mentioned. Uh, and race 10 on the card. What's that uh, Punch Lane's favourite there? So that's Flemington. Just in regards to Sydney, we've got some wonderful races here. In the Expressway Stakes, uh, race 5, favourite is uh, Buenos Notches at $2, King of Sparta two seventy. They have a stranglehold on the market uh, with Tab. And then you go to the Triscay. The favourite there is Alentia, three thirty. Samana, uh, three eighty. Apollo Stakes, two thirty. Fangirl. Uh, militarised at 4.40. So many expecting that class will just come to the top. She's very highly rated in a race like this. Uh, fangirl. And uh, she's fresh up. Uh, race 8, the Light Fingers. 3.80, Tis Invincible. Learning to fly. Let's hope uh, uh, learning to fly from that long spell uh, can run well. Um, race 9, uh, favourite here is uh, 4.20, Redstone Well. And just in the last, uh, 2.60, Thunder Lips for Bjorn Baker. But um, some other good meetings all around the country on the weekend.